Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Ed Hallback Show, where last week, if you didn't listen, you better get on there and listen. We talked with Chef Rob, and I learned a lot about grilling, especially steaks. And since it's starting to thaw a little bit here in North Iowa, I think uh, next weekend I might be trying out what I learned. But anyway, welcome back, Rob. Thank you. Pleasure to be back. Yeah. And, and I think what we talked about last week, to quote you fairly close, pellet grills are a whole nother animal. So we said, let's let's do <laughs> one on pellet grills. And all I know about pellet grills is uh, um, Rectech is a pellet grill. Traeger is a pellet grill. Two of my friends own each one of those. And um, they take pellets. And my one buddy that lives two blocks away thinks I need one. But then when he does a rack of ribs, he's got room for another rack for me. So I just run out and get some and say, why should I buy it, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, well, that that's just the way I roll. But uh, yeah, tell us about uh, pellet grills, please. Yeah, I think, um, you know, before even just pellet grills to kind of back up a little bit, like we're talking about sort of the cookie method that is, for the most part, barbecue, right? We're, we're trying to introduce smoke flavor into meats. Typically, these meats, uh, for the most part, are like a slow and low cook, right? Something right. like a 225 or a 250 degrees and potentially. Uh, depending on the meat, you know, six to 12 hours. I mean, briskets can be north of 12 hours sometimes too. So, um, you know, this conversation around these specific types of grills, which are the pellet fed uh, smokers, is that cooking method that is smoking. So I think along with, you know, the the idea or the conversation around pellet grills, it's, it's really just a, a wonderful cooking method. And like similar to just grilling in general, your outdoors, um, you know, it's kind of that labor of love. You have to kind of like that, like rustic smoky, uh, flavor, you know, whether it's Texas barbecue or Memphis barbecue, it's got like its own subculture. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, 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 what's the difference between Texas and, and Memphis? Did you say? Uh, yeah, you got like Memphis barbecue, Kansas city style barbecue. City, a lot of it that. has to do with the seasoning. So like a lot of Texas barbecue will be, um, for the most part, straight up like salt and pepper uh, for for your rubs. Um, you know, you'll see obviously just a mix, uh, barbecue seasoning, things like that. Whereas you get into like the Memphis and the Carolina barbecue, and you start to in introduce like sweetness and sourness into the sauces. And so each kind of like region has its own version of sauce, of of spice mix, of wood that gets used, of meats that uh, predominantly get used. And and again, it's just like this really cool. Uh, subculture that you can kind of get uh, involved in and there's competitions and stuff like that. But, you know, these pellet smokers uh, or these pellet grills are a great sort of like barrier of entry into this world that is smoking meat, smoking protein, uh, proteins and barbecue because they're just kind of low maintenance. And I think that's what makes them great. Right. And probably why you see a lot of people use them, especially at their homes, um, you know, versus like, you know, some of the bigger restaurants or even, you know, like up at our cabin, we have a wood fire barbecue set up where it has sort of like the side a pit where you put the wood in. That's like an all day event, right? You got to sit there and you got to mine this fire and you got to you got to really kind of almost two jobs, right? You're, you're managing a flame and a fire and the smoke and the heat through that and then cooking. Whereas the pellet smokers and the pellet grills allow you the ability to just go out, you know, I think you mentioned it last week, buy a, uh, buy a bag of, of pellets 
and you know feed them into this uh, into this grill, and it will just automatically sort of like over time not only hold the temperature but make sure that there's good clean smoke uh, going across your proteins. Right. So there's like Wi-Fi uh, to manage your uh, your heat. Is that right? Yeah. So the, a lot of these have um, what they call probes. Yeah. And so yeah. you can stick a probe into, say, like a pork butt or something like that. And again, like this sort of like set it and forget it mentality that pellet smokers offer is, you know, you fill these, you fill the, the, the hopper up with pellets, you put the probe in your pork butt, and this thing might take eight to 10 hours, but the probe is in there releasing smoke uh, and managing the temperature. And, and you're just sort of on your phone watching, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, you know, but again, like it allows you to go do other things versus sitting there, you know, on your deck for 10 hours, uh, making sure that all the conditions are right or the wind changes and the smoke is still coming through or do you need an extra log on? So um, it's really just a thing of convenience. Um, I, with I, that I, probably comes. Go ahead. I, I noticed a buddy of mine. He's got like a winter coat for his. The big, shiny, quilted <laughs> winter coat. And I said, what's make that, sure that it stays. Oh, I, I can keep yeah, it. Probably just making sure that it stays uh, at temperature or if he's using it during the winter or, uh, you know, nice and clean and protected from the elements. My right, guess. right. So I so I went to where he gets some of his supplies and I and to buy him a, a gift once. And I thought, oh, I'll get him something he, he doesn't have. And the guy that owns the Owns the place, knows him. So I says, "What? What about this? What about this? What about? No, he's got that. He's got that. He's got that. Oh, okay. So I just ended up getting him some rubs to uh, play with. Is that what you call it? Rubs or seasonings? Yeah, yeah, rubs, spice mixes. Yeah. So that's another like subculture of the whole sort of like smoking world is everyone's kind of got their secret recipe or secret ingredient to their to their marinades, to their rubs, to their barbecue sauce, how they trim the meats. Um, of course, like what pellets or, you know, what type of wood you use, what temperature. And it, it's it's kind of funny to watch people go back and forth between, uh, you know, what they'll share, what they won't share and, and, you know, how they develop kind of their own style of barbecue. Right. Right. So this is like a weekend thing, but yet just minutes ago, I talked to another friend of mine and I was telling him that we were going to record this and he goes, Oh, we use our Traeger four or five nights a week. I go, really? You got patience? Well, I don't get home and my wife's retired and, and you know we just we just plan for it and have it heated up and ready set go and i thought that's it's kind of a laid back cooking style isn't it i'm a microwave guy <laughs> well that's laid back too just a quick and laid back yeah yeah um, exactly well there's a, there's also different styles too i mean everything isn't in that you know classic barbecue slow and low you know ribs take four to six hours pork butts take you know that six to ten uh briskets take all day and and you know there, there's different things you can do and you don't always have to introduce that you know smoke flavor for the entirety of the cook too so you know i mean i love a good burger on one of those pellet grills with just a little bit of smoke at the end of it or even like grilled chicken with a little bit of smoke and you could chop it up cool it put it in a salad uh, or just like with the salad as a hot uh, protein. So there's a lot of other things that you can do, uh, smoking vegetables and things like that, that that these pellet uh, smokers or even like the pellet grill combos 
that also have the direct heat or the uh, radiant heat that can come from, you know, sort of like different grill grates and things like that, uh, where you can kind of do combo cooking methods or we like in the kitchen, we would call it like a combo cook. So you're like one part grilling, one part smoking or finishing or starting with smoke. Um, you know, the big thing now is like reverse searing. Everybody loves to reverse sear. So you could take like we were talking whoa, about whoa, steaks whoa, last whoa. week. Define reverse sear. You're talking to a microwave guy here. All right. So Mr. Microwave, a reverse yeah. sear is when you took when you take a protein, let's say a steak in this example, and you don't give it that direct heat. Uh, whether it's a sear in a pan or a sear on the grill, uh, you just sort of like either bake it or in this case, we're talking about smoking it. So you would just set the raw meat seasoned in the smoker and it cooks, say, up to like three quarters of your temperature. So if you like a nice mid rare, you're looking for like a 130, 135, maybe you stop it at 125 degrees and then you take it out and you turn on your grill or you go inside and you turn on your pan your cast iron right and you get it ripping hot and then you finish it by searing it and so that's that reverse sear is you finish by doing the sear whereas you know you know typically you would kind of sear first and put it in the oven and finish it or something like that okay so a great cooking method combo cooking method with these pellet grills and and likely what uh you know your friend that's using their trigger three or four times a week is doing some combo combo cooking type method We'll call that CCM, Combo Cooking Method. I like it. I'm a good acronym guy. I love a good acronym. There you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Just just like my grandson the other day realized, uh, or he verbalized it for the first time. You like things kind of picked up and and neat around here, don't you? I said, yes, I do. Neat and tidy. So I call it NNT. So he comes in the house now and throws his coat on the floor. And I go, remember NNT? Oh, yeah, I got to hang it up. Nice, nice, neat and tidy. I like yeah. it. So anyway, we got off, we got <laughs> off subject here. But so with, with the pellet grill, is there like, is it going to take two hours to make a hamburger? Is it going to take six hours to do, I don't know, a rack of ribs? Uh, or is that all based on size and and how you want to do it i don't know i'm a microwave guy set it for two minutes and it's hot enough (laughs) well uh so the short answer is there's no shortcuts in barbecue um yes the the size of the protein or the meat the primal that you're cooking will you know stretch you from like maybe six to eight hours or something like that if you're doing pork butts or ribs or whatever But, but uh at the end of the day if you are choosing to sort of true barbecue and smoke at like a 225 a 250 degrees you just really you can't speed it up anymore so uh, a burger doesn't have to take 2 hours because you can do that combo cooking method maybe you're just introducing some smoke while you're just grilling burgers and it's got that nice sort of like essence of uh oak or hickory or something like that um so things like that yeah sure they only take you know 15 20 minutes and you get a light smoky flavor um, but you know, that true barbecue, that, that pork butt, that brisket, those ribs, uh, you know, there's really, there's really only one or two things that you can do that speed it up. And none of it has to do with the pellet grill. Like, you know, you'll you hear about like a Texas crutch, uh, where you take the ribs out and you wrap them in like bar or barbecue, you wrap them in like tin foil, uh, parchment and tin foil. And that can speed up the process a little bit, but you're still cooking it at 225 degrees, 250 degrees for, you know three to five hours, something in that neighborhood. So when you commit to barbecue, you're kind of in there for the long haul, unless you're doing one of those combo cookie methods we talked about earlier. 
So in other words, last week we talked about putting steaks on the grill and it's all about getting it hot. And, and now we've slowed it down to take almost a half a day event. To, Correct. To and, make- and the variable here Go ahead. is the, the variable here is the protein that, that we're using. So, you know, ah. last week we've got, you know, T-bones and ribeyes and porterhouses and filet mignons and we're grilling and, you know, the whole process 15 to 20 minutes. But these are premium, um, you know, nice fatty cuts of meat that don't need to have the proteins broken down. When we go into this barbecue world, we're dealing with pork butts and, you know, ribs and tougher cuts of meat like brisket that typically uh, will take longer for that fat to break down, longer for those proteins to break down and for the meat to get tender. And so, you know, again, it's like, this is like kind of one of my favorite things of cooking is this like uh, food or recipes from necessity, right? Like it back in the day, somebody, they got the bad cut of meat, right? Here's everybody took the ribeyes and you got left with the butt, right? So what do you do? You invent slow and low cooking. And that's kind of the variable here with, with barbecue and this, these pellet grills is that typically the meats that you're putting on there, um, although it's not exclusive to that barbecue is typically those meats that just take longer to break down the the cell structure of the proteins and get that like fork tender, that shredded pork butt, that you know, uh, you know, pencil thin uh, tear that you get with brisket and kind of all those classic barbecue things. Wow, did I learn a lot about this? Now I hope I can retain it. Oh, I can always go back to the Ed Hallback show on Spotify, Google. Um, I heart all, all the, all the buzz sprout is, is the one I use a lot, but I'm out there on a lot of places. So, um, yeah, I'll have to go back and re-listen to this. If next weekend is going to be my weekend to try low and slow because the snow is almost gone on my deck and my grill does work. I did burn some hamburgers on it earlier this week and, um, it was, it was nice to, to be able to start doing that again without having to put on your boots to go out and do it, which, you know, you can really, <laughs> and you know, some of my friends use their Traeger year round, hence the guy with the quilted jacket he puts on his. Nope. Yeah. You see things smoking. I always thought, God, nobody's watching this. I wonder if I just move around in the neighborhood and kind of help <laughs> myself. <laughs> Maybe a rack of ribs is missing. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I can finish it at home. Yeah, what the heck? Well, anyway, Rob, it was nice to share time with us again. I think we're we're pushing on our lucky uh, twenty minute mark. Um, it was fun. Um, maybe we'll have to do it again sometime, and uh, maybe I will tell what I learned to you, and you can you, you can grade me or whatever. We could do something. Your first barbecue experience. I'm excited. I'll yeah, come well, back for that with with coaching. Before that, you know, it's like, eh, throw it on. Eh, that's good. Eh, eh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and Rob, thank you so much for being with me again today. Um, I appreciate everybody listening to the Ed Hallback Show, where we tell life stories with sarcasm and more ass remarks now and then. So with that being said, any last words, Rob? Good luck. Good luck. Hey, I like that. Good luck. Yeah, it's always good luck. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Bye-bye. Take care.